Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Waiteka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, hi, everybody, and thank you so much for joining me today. This show is going to be so I use the word interesting probably 15 times in my Facebook Live, but I can just tell you, my guest, Amika Devi, is just so interesting, and I want to welcome you to the show today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Marcia, for having me, and hello to everybody who's listening. Oh, my gosh. I am going to spell your name for people in case they would like to go to your website and see that I feel like I'm. Uh, this is an honor when I look and see where you have been seen. It's just unbelievable. So I'm grateful, and my hand honestly is on my heart. So oh, I'm going to. Thank you. I, I mean that. So let me tell you how she spells her name, how you spell your name, which is A M B I K A D E V I dot com. So if any time while we are speaking, you're going, God, I, I need to check more out about this. And I'll make sure that I do post this um, in my blog when we're through. But um, you are, you are. I mean, the, the laundry list can go from my shoulder to the tip of my finger on what it is you do. <laughs> I just love that about you. And, you know, just your giggle alone says so much about who you are as a human. Because I know that we know that we are human. People that are yogi people kind of use different kinds of words. But anyway, I thought we could at least start off by having you tell our listeners about yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, I'm an <laughs> Take <it> away. Extreme, <laughs> I'm an extremely creative person. And... Uh, I believe that when I was a little child and I first became curious about the stars, which was very, very young, uh, and I became interested in astrology, I learned that my sun sign is Scorpio and that's <gasps> a motto. <laughs> Wait a minute. Motto. I have to interrupt. I have to interrupt you right there. <laughs> when you say sun sign and that you are Scorpio, is there a different kind of a sign other than a sun sign? Oh, yes. Uh, every planet within your astrological chart is in a particular sign and in a particular house. Uh, this is all inside of us. So each of us has every planet and every sign inside of us. But when we read a chart, well, everybody, let me just stop yeah. and say I, I'm a professional astrologer and yes, I have I know. been uh, mm -hmm. since the 70s so um uh, uh yes yeah, so when but my sun sign that's what we call our zodiac sign well I'm a Scorpio that's oh. why I interrupted you like <laughs> oh my god I didn't know we were both Scorpios that explains a whole lot doesn't it okay go on I'm so sorry maybe, I got maybe so excited. not uh, because really, we appear to others as our rising sign, also known as the oh. ascendant. And then the moon sign is very important. That triad is like the holy trinity of the core of us. And then there's further to go when we explore an individual chart. But the motto, I don't know if you know this about Scorpio, the motto of Scorpio is, I create. And at a very early age, I was a super creative child with visual art, performing art, literature i had a family that was really into the arts so it was the path that just opened up wide for me my parents used to take me to theater and ballet and orchestras mm. and and traveling around the world and eating foods from other cultures and my dad's motto was shoot pictures not guns 
And I was sent to a school of pacifists. And this was, you know, I, I was a young kid during the Vietnam War. And so mm-hmm. we were that type of family. Uh, my, my parents were older than hippies, so uh, we can't classify <laughs> them as such. Uh, because I was a what, baby, when my mom was in her very late 30s, almost 40. So uh, <laughs> I was kind yeah. of a surprise baby. And uh, I came along to this family at a time when they were more settled and and had it more together than, you know, a young 20-something couple would have had. And so they they loved to travel. My mother all subscribed to Gourmet Magazine, and we explored mm. the world through Gourmet Magazine. And uh, so that was an early influence. I was sent to a Quaker school, and that's where I learned to first meditate. The, the Quaker school systems have their... Students attend what's called meeting for worship once a week. It's non-denominational, and it is sitting for an hour. So at six years old, I could sit still in a group of my peers from first grade through sixth grade quietly for an hour. Wow. Think about it. Right. That's, exactly. That's that's. I mean, I think we should all kind of think about that. That's anyone that's raised children know that I mean well I would have been in trouble all the time frankly cuz all I I never shut up in school which is why I was always in trouble frankly so that was my creative side but that's fascinating so it was from a very I had a early very, age yeah very rich I mean I'm super grateful to my family and and my wisdom of choosing them <laughs> uh, <laughs> because so they funny. really did provide me so much richness and arts and uh we had a small horse farm so i grew up riding horses mm. and raising dogs and cats so i learned about birth and death at an early age uh my dad loved dance and everybody loved music and and art and it, and literature was really important so i was turned on to reading and and writing at a ver- very early age and when you do back up and look at all the things I've done, it, it is overwhelming, but it is it starts to make sense when you get to know me and then you understand how I've combined it all together. I mean, there's also holistic health is a big part of who I am. And that's because I now that I really can't explain the why it started at a very early age. Uh, I was born with issues, with physical issues, and I had had it with. Uh, allopathic medicine by the age of 12 because I was continually plagued with the same thing seasonally and I requested to be taken to an alternative situation I said this just isn't working for me to Mm -hmm. you know constantly have to go through these uh, protocols and that's when I started seeing a chiropractor who practiced all kinds of holistic methods this was at the age of 12 So, of course, I went on to be fascinated with holistic medicine, and I ended up studying acupuncture and massage therapy and then teaching it at the university levels. Uh, Now, Hmm. as a teacher, you, you are a writer and a speaker. Okay, well, there's my early platform of that, you know, of public speaking and uh, lecturing and uh, cr- and creating curriculum, which is writing. And then when I was uh, in Arizona, I started writing for periodicals. I, actually, before then, I, I was a musician also because of, you know, the interest in the family of music. My dad was a violinist and oh, wow. a great dancer. He taught me, I mean, he taught me how to do the jitterbug when I, when I could stand. <laughs> You know, we would go oh, to I weddings and he would he would jitterbug with me at family weddings and, you know, bar mitzvahs and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so when I got interested and, and the Quaker school system also had a once a week sing along for the whole school. Another thing I wish, you know, I feel sad for people in other educational systems who don't have this luxury of the arts and we know over the last decades we've watched the arts being ripped away from children and you can see in a person like me 
the validity of having that for everybody. You know, it's, it's emotional it's, expression. You're, you're right, and it's so interesting um, because my daughter has a theater arts degree from UCLA, and um, I'm not quite sure where she got that from. Um, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting how we, we all develop. But you've written, we've written a very interesting, I keep using that word. I'm going to have to look up <laughs> a different word other than interesting. I'll, I'll but tell you what my a, favorite thesaurus is, wordhippo.com. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'll have to check, um, make myself a note. Well, let's talk, about, let's talk about your latest book. And the name of it is called, get ready, Cupid. everybody, is a bastard. Now, I thought to myself, am I allowed to say well, that? Well, wait, the radio? we said it a little a little raggedy there. Cupid is a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, so obviously, obviously, when you have the title of a book like that, yes. I am certainly curious about how you came up to the title of that and how did you come up with the whole idea of this book? I'm you're I'm in. Okay. I attend a, I attend uh, regular sessions with my editor, who is my favorite cheerleader, muse, and editor of my written work. And her name is Rusty LaHaye. I attend writer's lounges and bi-monthly entire weekends. We call them stay treats because they're on Zoom. They're online. Mm-hmm. And we write from prompts. She has, I don't know how many probably thousands and thousands of prompts. Prompts are when you take a quote or a line or a paragraph from a published work and then use it to inspire your journaling and your creative writing or whatever, whatever writing. And uh, at our state treats, we have guest speakers. Those happen Friday nights. And at the end of Friday night, I lead a guided meditation to induce deep creativity and creative writing. And some of those end up on my podcast meditate with Ambika. And then we get together on Saturday and Sunday and we start writing from prompt. And uh, we have a guest speaker on Saturday. Our speaker that weekend, which was back in March of 2020, was from the publishing industry to talk about agents and and pitching your books. And Mm -hmm. we always invite our guests to hang out and write with us if they want to. And she did. So we get prompts, and it's several each round. We go off and write for a period of time. Could be a speed set or it could be a longer set. This was a slightly longer, maybe 20 minutes. And I started a short story. And now remember, everybody, this is in March of 2020. We had just been locked down, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I had had my last and most recent dating experience just before the lockdown, and I, you know, I met a guy, I'd talked to him for months and months online, and then we met up. It was, you know, it was like a hot connection, and then it just sizzled out, like, very quickly. I felt a little jilted, you know. I got, a, mm-hmm. I got, ghost, I got ghosted, and uh, I do counsel people all the time about this with my, with my coaching and astrology business. And so I got to go through the experience of this and really feel it. So here I am, and Rusty reads, uh, gives us a prompt from this book called God, When God Was a Rabbit. <laughs> and I, I had written a poem, and then I had started in another round uh, this short story. And I, sometimes titles come to me really quickly. And the title, Cupid is a Bastard, happened, so, and I saved it. <laughs> Uh, you know, and it's good to title your stuff and save it. You can find it again, right? Sure. In your computer. And uh, I, ca- I ca- it was my turn to share. And I said, uh, okay, I wrote a short story, everybody. And I titled it Cupid is a Bastard. And our guest from the publishing industry screamed out, whoa, that is an amazing title. So, you know, went off in my brain. I did my reading of my first page draft. And as soon as it was not my turn, I went online and bought the URL. <laughs> and I thought, there's something hot here if this, mm-hmm. if this uh, agent, uh, you know, professional. Responded the way he did. Right. Yeah, she, she. Oh, it's actually she. an all-women's group, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, 
we do have co-ed events. There are some coming mm-hmm. up, actually. Um, uh, so uh, that's how it got started. And then we had more gatherings. We have a lounge once a month. And I started writing some poetry. And then I started thinking, wow, you know, this could really be something. And so I decided I'm going to focus on it, finish the short story, which is still titled Cupid is a Bastard. And, uh, but a short story is not enough for a book. I had mm. been processing the death of my mother. She died in 2019 in September. She was 97. Wow. And uh, I loved her and she loved me. And I had written other things, you know, dealing with her going through the end of her life. I had written some other poetry that was sitting waiting to be a part of something. Uh, And I started thinking, wow, what if I made this book uh, kind of like a step into my journal so that there's some poetry and there's the short story weaving in and out? Or I I hadn't really imagined the layout at that point, but then I had already done my third book, which was artwork of mine, uh, visual art, photography, and drawing, Mm -hmm. uh, and also some other styles of art that there were photographs of, because I love doing collages, and I go all over the place when it -hmm. it comes to visual art. And I thought, well, why why not use some of the visual art idea, but also my doodling, which has been Mm -hmm. with me since second grade and uh <laughs> love it love and, it uh you know how could I put this all together and then I got the idea how then it made Rusty go cross-eyed because she was going to edit it with me and I said no no it's okay we'll edit the short story and then we'll edit the poems and we'll start dropping them in where we feel like they go and don't worry about the rest of the layout you're only going to look at the copy so it was a surprise to her when she received a copy of the book to see what we did. Wow, that's neat. That's So if you had to say in a nutshell, and I don't know that you can, because I sometimes some people say that it's like, what? What do you want, three sentences? But <laughs> So I don't really say, I'm not limiting you to three sentences, so not in a nutshell. But uh, you mentioned, I, I, you talked a little bit about, about love, and I want to come back to that. But what mm-hmm. is the premise of the book? The premise of the book is indeed love at all levels, loss, different types of loss, that is. So loss through death or through people doing things emotionally to us, you know, either ghosting us or we feel like we need to leave them in the past because this has to happen in relationships. So it's love and relationships, loss, but it brings it all back around to self-love. Gosh, that, you know... And it's so interesting that you say that because on so many planes, as we continue to have this conversation, we don't know each other. You're on the other side of the country. We've never met. But I would just say that a lot of what you say, the words that you use, the descriptions of the things that you say resonate for me. Mm -hmm. And my guess is if it resonates for me, it resonates for others. I mean, certainly I can relate to love and loss as a widow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I was, I was very, I was, well, very, is, I guess it was a relative word. I mean, I was only 59 years old when my husband died instantly. And, and it was like, well, well, now what? And it's like, well, who are you? I mean, you, you, you don't just identify yourself as Mrs. Whiteka, do you? You you do have a person inside there, don't you, Marsha? Mm. Of course. And I knew that. And I I tell a lot of women as they're approaching maybe a certain age or not, you can't just be identified as somebody's missus or somebody's girlfriend if you don't have who you are. Because if that person dies, then what are you left with? Nothing? I don't subscribe to that. I am my own individual person. Yes, I was a happily married missus. But I also understand what it means to be who Marsha also is. And much like what you were saying, and it's been only, I don't even know how long I've been doing yoga now, maybe five years. 
But mm-hmm. when you when when we delve into that sort of mindset and talking about love, you know, I I hear songs in my head. You mm-hmm. hear poetry. Mm-hmm. I hear songs. Do you want to hear the song I just heard while I was saying this? Sure. Looking for love in all the wrong places. That's <laughs> well, what I that, just heard. You know, that's, there's definitely a little, uh, a little bit. I also, I have, I'm a dreamer. I have vivid mm-hmm. dreams at night. Wonderful. And over the years, I've uh, not always. I mean, I can sleep mm-hmm. very, very deeply. Um, but over the years, I've kept many dream journals. So. Uh, sometimes when I write dreams, they come out like flash fiction, which is a, a nice. short fiction. And so there's some flash fiction in here. There's some dreams there. Mm. Uh, when we were editing and we were almost done, Rusty said to me one day in an editing session, Ambika, you have all these great chocolate recipes. What do you think about putting some of your chocolate recipes in the book. <laughs> I love it. And I said, well, if you're game, if you're game to edit it, sure. And, you know, I have been holding on to my, uh, a few vegan recipes that I never, ever shared with anybody uh, that are in the book. They're vegan, gluten-free, uh, mm-hmm. but they're like my most um, luscious, you know, chocolate. And also there's a really sexy pear recipe and then I also had aromatherapy recipes that I had mm. conjured when I was teaching holistic health at the university level, and long before anybody knew what the heck aromatherapy was. I was certified right. by one of the top teachers in the world, Kurt Schnabels. And I had developed some recipes that were in a secret journal. I mean, I, I, oh. I, I taught university level for 21 years. I taught high school and junior high for three years. So Wonderful. curriculum, I've got books of curriculum. Then I did five years in an online school at a school of wizardry where I Ooh. had talked my PhD professor into allowing me to teach meditation to the, but, but at the wizard school, I was teaching psychic arts, how to, so I created curriculum, seven levels of curriculum for psychic arts, but it's all rooted in Eastern philosophy and everything from my master's writing of curriculum on meditation and yoga. I, that's what my master's degree is in. I love this. I, 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 <laughs> I love this because I like the complexity of of you. Um, I would love to be sitting on your shoulder and looking through your ear and saying, how are you managing all this? Sometimes I say to people, I'm a master juggler, mm. but sometimes all the balls are dropping all over me. And mm. It's like I didn't catch a single one. Because you really do have to have the ability to focus. And my guess is, that you do that very, very well based on mm-hmm. how, how you can be so creative. I, maybe you could spend a little bit taking us through that creative process. Do you, you had mentioned you're in these different groups. Are these, are these groups that other people can also join, or how, how would people be able to be part of that as well if they wanted to Yes, be? absolutely. The best, the best way is to go to my site and send me a message, a direct message, from my contact form at ambukadevi.com. And uh, I'll spell it again real quick, just in case some of you are like with your pen right now. (laughs) So my site is A-M-B-I-K-A-D-E-V-I.com. You'll find a contact form. Join my mailing list. I, I get together with my newsletter community once a month and it's free. And I'm actually right. speaking. I'm actually speaking this week uh, on Thursday to my community. So uh, yeah, I'd love to have you. And then you know, if it's like, hey, could you tell me that writing group or the your editor? Yeah, I'll know exactly what to do and what to send you. Certainly. So it's really best if you tell me what you're looking for, everybody. And then I'd be happy to then point you in the direction of what you want. And yes, I mean. Sometimes I do have to put a project to the back burner and I really do want to finish it. And sometimes there, uh, you know, at times there are groups of you that want me to, and I'm working on something else. So, 
another thing that I, I learned many, many years ago is to not get antsy about when is it going to be done? Because mm. when I, when I approached the writing, I was writing for periodical uh, back in when I lived in Scottsdale, I was writing for a Spanglish newspaper working as a musician. I had retired from teaching holistic health and, uh, I I had a friend that said, you should write a book. So I started. Three years went by, and I found a writing coach. And, uh, I, you know, another 10 years went by before the book was published. So, you know, we've got to be patient with our creative projects. I've seen lots of people get really into maybe writing a memoir. And then right. they kind of drop it, and then when you bring it up to them, they get upset. And I say to them, don't worry. You know, I've had mm-hmm. projects that got stopped out of my control, like a music project that my producer, I am signed to a label that's in Phoenix, Arizona, called Invincible Music. Mm. And uh, Liv, my producer, and I were best friends. We talk all the, we were talking this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. We talk all the time. And uh, I was working on a project that he signed. And I was getting antsy. That was the, this is the last time I got fussy about it. <laughs> and, and I we got to a point where we outgrew the computer. What are you going to do? Right. You get a bigger computer. Well, we were using electronics and, and back then we were using these applications that are patches for the keyboard to communicate with the computer to make parts of the music that we were composing. But our new computer that we needed to handle the project, now didn't talk to the apps anymore. It didn't talk to oh, those boy. patches. So we contacted the company, and the company said, we're so sorry. It's going to take us a while to rewrite these. So your choice is you either start at the beginning of your project again with the new set oh, boy. in your new computer, or you wait. And we said, mm-hmm. how long? And they said, about six years. <gasps> oh, no, they didn't. Yeah, so we waited. Did you, did you gasp? Well, I, I went to Greece and stood on a cliff. <laughs> And screamed at the ocean. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Well, I, I I'm presuming you said that isn't an alternative for us. So you started no, over, what, probably. No, no, no. We waited. Oh, you did. It's so, when I got really frustrated waiting that I went to Greece, and when I came back, that's when they finally it happened. And I had already moved to Florida, and Liv got in touch with me and said, "Hey, it's." Time to come back to Arizona. I've got everything up to speed, and we're ready for the final vocals. Come on out here and record. So I want to ask you that. You said something that that interested me. So I think you said earlier that you played the violin. Is that right? Mm -mm. My father played the violin. You are a singer? I'm a drummer and a vocalist. Okay, a drummer and a vocalist. Well, a percussionist. So you know the- I'm an in, I play indigenous percussion instruments. So I've played in Native American bands, salsa orchestras, nice. um, jazz, rock, folk, indie, Christian music, <laughs> uh, rabbis. I've played in, in synagogues. I've played wedding bands, cocktail hour, coffee houses, hmm. you name it. And, well, I'm... Um- uh, yeah. <laughs> so America's Got Talent next season, I guess we'll be looking for you, no, right? No, 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 not my thing. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I did a lot of weddings. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, I just hooked up with a boat captain with a 49-foot catamaran who does charters. And in addition to me conducting, can you imagine guided meditation floating under the stars oh, with the moon gosh. rising? Oh, <gasps> Oh my gosh! I, you know what? I closed when you said that. I truly did close my eyes. Mm. Wow! That that is that. You know, it's not for everybody because mm. if, if everybody had the, we would we would be cookie cutters, and, right. and, and nobody wants to be a cookie cutter. What what meaning? What is meaningful to you might not be meaningful to somebody else. I have a very close friend that doesn't even own a television, and it's like what. So we don't all do things the same way. But right. what we do do, and I don't mean like doo-doo, but <laughs> what we have in common, and people ask me this all the time, well, what's your, oh, you're a podcaster. What's your podcast about? And the answer is always the same. 
let me tell you what it's not about. It's not about anything that's going to divide us. It's not going to separate us. We are humans. And what I want people to share is what is their humanity? What brings them joy? What can people get from listening to your conversation, uh, listening about your book? We're going to talk in just a moment about your um, foundational pillars on your mm. website, which I think is sensational. Your website is exceptional. Thank and I you. Be, it is exceptional. And, I will, and when people look at it, because, I mean, let's face it, I, you can't see me, I can't see you, but I am looking at you on your website, The Goddess of the Cosmos, and you just have a look that makes me want to know more. You have a smile that is welcoming, and I, I just I love this about you, and I know that you've got all kinds of opportunities on your website to 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 draw people in. And what I what I would like to do is spend some time um, talking about these pillars that I've discussed on the foundational pillars. And I like the way you wrote harmonize body mind and spirit but another place that i just love what you wrote is life is how you plan it and it's not like p-a-l-a-n space i-t no not that kind of plan it is the planet of course i can't wait to tell my yoga instructor about this life is how you (laughs) plant it because you well, know what that that is just so that is just so awesomely cool to me. I'm sorry, I just think that's so cool. Well, thank you, and it is all very calculated on my part uh, yep. as a wordsmith and also being who I am. So, body, mind, spirit is a phrase in English that Deepak Chopra coined, but where it comes from is direct translation of the three daughters of the Vedas, which are. Yoga for the mind, Ayurveda for the body, and Jyotisha for the spirit. Jyota is light. Jyotisha is astrology. And people need to wake up, or, Mm. well, I would like you to wake up, to the (laughs) fact that, you know, mind is yoga, body, Ayurveda, spirit, astrology. These are three art forms that interconnect for the harmonization of life. And so this is this is why I use that. <laughs> it's it's and, I you know it it's really it's meaningful and I, I like the way it physically looks on your page. And many years ago when I worked at the Y, we had body mind and I and, and there was one other word and I'm gonna have to go back because now I'm curious about that. I don't think it was spirit, but the body and the mind were very important as the foundations for the YMCA way back in the day. Mm. But I'm going to have to go back and look at that because I'm curious about why I'm saying that. Mm. But, but you are, you are I, I, maybe somebody would define guru different than the way I would define guru, but I, I see you that way. If, I had to, if you were to define the term guru, how would you define that word guru? G. You are you. <laughs> that is, you know what? Why does that not surprise me? Gee, you are you. And that's what I mean, everybody. That's what I mean. Do you see why this woman is so much fun? I wish we were neighbors. I feel like I want to, now I want to start thinking, now I'm singing from Mr. Rogers. Wish you were mine. Could you be mine? Oh my oh, goodness! Because there's always in my eyes, Marsha. Oh that's my so gosh! Sweet. You know what? It's, I'm telling you, there is always a song in my heart. I, that is absolutely the truth. At any given time, I have said to people, "You want to know what's playing right now?" Oh, I like, love that. Seriously? Did you, did you ever watch Ally McBeal? Because Tracy Ullman, the comedian, had a had uh-huh. a part on that show, and she was a psychologist that everybody went to, and uh-huh. her prescriptions were songs. Oh, that's. I would say the song for you is, and I mm -hmm. used to do that when I wrote astrology for a newspaper. I would give them songs, and the song for this month for your sign is. Yes. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) 
What is it? <laughs> oh, no, no. That, that, I oh, oh I thought you were about to no, tell us. No, my newest, oh. my latest. Oh, I yes. don't know if I, I guess I can. All right, I'm going to leak some some information right now. Don't, don't, if you don't want to. No, let's, it's let's okay. Let's let people wonder. Okay, all right. It's okay. I, ju- I just recently got back into roller skating, which oh. is one of the ways I get out of my head. You know, like mm-hmm. when we're doing creative projects, I don't, you know, if you're a writer, you could get frustrated in writer's block. If you're a sculptor, you could get stuck. Uh, you know, if you're cutting diamonds, you might want to breathe and take a, you know, go out for a walk in nature before you mm-hmm. cut that expensive rock the wrong <laughs> way, right? Yes. So uh, one of one of the things I used to love when I lived in Philadelphia and I was going to art school, that was the first time. I went to college. Yes, everybody. I am an Uber nerd. I have a lot of college time and teaching time. Um, And I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. Sure, you should be. I live alone. I don't have children. I don't have a partner right now. I'm single. I'm not opposed to uh, dating again now that I've processed the, you know, everything during the lockdown and Cupid is a bastard. But, um, uh, you know, that's how I get a lot done. But I I found out a, f- a couple months ago that a, w- a young waitress, a, a young 20-something waitress that worked for a friend of mine in his little Japanese sushi restaurant was a roller skater. And I, I now have a little more time on my hands. And, you know, we're all feeling like we can go outside and play again a little right. bit. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully where you are. I am where I am. And I, am. I, I saw on social media this kid was a roller skater. And I had to let my skates go because walking in flip-flops for a decade in Florida <laughs> and then, you know, oh, I don't cute. know how many years, 45 years of yoga, um, I, I, I might not even be doing the math right because it's probably more, 50-some-odd years of yoga. Yeah, 50-some-odd uh, years of yoga. <laughs> uh, my feet grew from a size 6 to a size 7, and my skates didn't fit anymore, oh, even though they were great skates. So I had to let him go. And and I didn't know, you know, okay, all these years went by. I didn't know what was up in the skating world. But here's this kid who's a skater. So I, I said, I, I befriended her and asked her questions. And she told me, I said, well, where would you recommend I get, you know, like a mid-level set? Not a beginner, beginner, you know, what if I like mm-hmm. it? I want them to be able to, you know, last a while. But I don't want to spend, you know, pro level yet. So she she recommended a company called Moxie, spelled M-O-X-I. And I bought a pair of Moxie lollies and then immediately wanted to figure out how to make them more customized because they were, you know, the wheels were too sticky. They were a little too wide. I wanted different bearings, you know, stuff like that. So I made an appointment to talk to somebody from the company and ended up talking to the, the owner of the company, who goes hmm. by Estro Jen. Don't you love that? Her roller skate <laughs> name, Estro Jen. And That's she's funny. amazing. Oh, my God. Look for her on social media, everybody. She is hmm. such an incredible skater. And their company embraces everybody. And I thought, nice. well, I want to be involved with this company. And then eight days later, after my skates came, I found out that a state-of-the-art roller skating rink, I'm so excited, I'm like bouncing on my chair right now, is being built a couple miles from my house. No. Yes. Yes. See how how the planets work for us? Wow. Right. That's impressive. It's really close. Really That's close so to my house. That's so cool. And so then I started researching that. Then I made this appointment to talk, you know, and I made an appointment to talk to them about, you know, which wheels to try, which bearings they recommend, things like that. Also start to explore maybe a higher end boot so that I turn this pair into my indoor skate now that I know a rink is coming and get a a little heavier duty set of boots for outdoor. So I end up talking to the owner of the company, Estro Jen. She wants to talk to me. And I'm like, Wow. She's doesn't, the one who listen, showed up for my appointment, you know? Doesn't so, everybody want to talk to you that meets you? <laughs> do, well, you was, do, you ever, do you ever have one of those look-at-the-hand moments? I doubt it. Well, but this was a series of calamities that led to it because I was I supposed know. to meet with somebody else that didn't show up. But then That's when just, I contacted customer service and said, hey, I've been waiting for 15 minutes yeah. for my appointment and nobody's coming, I looked for the person on 
social media. They're not responding. Can you help me? And they wrote back and said, our owner is here. She'd like to come online if you're available still. And I said, absolutely. So we start talking and I tell her about my pizza delivery days in South Philly on roller skates. Yes. And uh, I I was about, I'll post a picture on uh, throwback Thursday this week. Um, I got to make a note for myself to do that. Of my, <laughs> I found a picture today when I was digging around for stuff. And oh, uh, so funny. And she's just loving me, and I'm loving her. And and she said, "Look, we're starting a new affiliate program. Would you be interested?" Because I told her about the rink going in, and I said, "Yeah, I want to start a, an all-inclusive skating culture here. There's nothing for you know, like miles. You know, 60 miles is the closest real culture." I. So other than skateboard, 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 because I live at a a surf beach, you know, so of course there's skateboarding, but there's room Mm -hmm. for roller skating and there are skate parks. So so then the topic of astrology popped out of my mouth and she (laughs) said, we are about to carry a new line of of skates that have words like moon (laughs) and we were, were looking, I came, I just, she said this to me. In this, you know, perchance meeting, we mm-hmm. just decided in a meeting I just left to look for an astrologer to write astrology for our boss. Oh, good For the grief. new line of skates, and could you write it? And I said, yes, I would love to. I used to write horoscopes <laughs> for a newspaper. She said, great, why don't you write something and get it back to me? So I wrote it, and she mm-hmm. said, well, I didn't know what style or exactly what they wanted, but I said, let me write something, and then you can give me feedback, and we'll get clearer on what you want. She gave me the feedback. She loved what I wrote, but it wasn't exact, you know? So then mm-hmm. I went back to the drawing table, writing or the writing desk. And <laughs> I rewrote it, sent it to her, but then she went on this whirlwind tour. She was in Venice beach. Then she was in Vegas. By then me. she was in Barcelona, you know, then she was on a private li- Island relaxing. Then I don't even know where she, I mean, she, it's like amazing. She's all over. Follow her. She's unbelievable. Uh, estrogen and then uh, I did get I wrote back and and got a response yes we love it we're using it so actually this morning I was talking to one of her uh, uh, people at her company about Mm -hmm. fine-tuning everything and uh, because they're giving me a pair of of skate boots that I was going to buy Uh, you know I I said I'll barter with you I want these boots if that's okay (laughs) and in return (laughs) And and oh. she said, fine. So I was just actually finalizing stuff. Meanwhile, my team, my web team and designer are working on moving my astrology site to ambakadevi.com. Perfect timing. Wonderful. We can, we can code in the recipro- reciprocity. You know, that was like we're working on it this morning, Marsha. That is this just morning. so – and we both know privately how our morning started. Okay. So let's we, – we have about – little less than 15 minutes before we were, we're going to conclude this conversation, which obviously could go on for hours. I wish we were sitting together <laughs> somewhere having a Bloody Mary. But let's, let's talk about your pillars, because okay. like you said, you had mentioned that you had five of them. Yes. And I was just wondering if, in, in sort of a short description, if you could just, I think definitions for anybody that's unfamiliar with the subject is very important. So when we talk about manifestation, I know what that means, but how would you define manifestation? Manifestation is like the law of attraction, but with the missing parts. People are always amazed at how I can keep my cool in an extreme situation. And I believe really powerful manifestation, getting what you want in life, whether it's material or energy or emotion. Uh, it's important to understand that law, those laws of attraction, of being able to be clear about what you want, being able to identify it, target it, and then fully let it go. Yep. And get I into just, that. Oh, go ahead. I, I just wanted to add, because I want to move to the next one, for those people that are not familiar with the term the law of attraction, I am probably many, many, many people that are listening to this podcast are familiar with that term because it's right. from the secret. 
Right. And that is an exceptional book that I recommend to everybody that I talk to by Rhonda Byrne. It's so easy to read. It's so beautiful to hold in your hand. But the arc is what I would say is the law of attraction. And it happens, I would say, just like that skating thing. That is a perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Let's talk about ideation because, frankly, I don't, I've never heard that word. I don't know what that word means, ideation. Ah, when I went to art school, my professor, Bill Daly, famous ceramic artist, would have ideation day on Tuesdays. And that would be days when we would sit together as a group and kick around the ideas of what our next project is going to be. So it's idea and creation in the same word. Like, what are you going to create? What are your ideas? How are you going to create the path to get to your idea? So when people are working on startups and Mm -hmm. they get stuck on things, uh, I'll have ideation sessions with them or even with with families or couples with counseling. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. we need some ideation. You know, we need some creative bouncing around so we can hear each other's ideas. But with with personal one-on-one clients, it's to help them really achieve their goals. I love that. I, I, I think that that's really terrific. And I'm always, I don't think a week goes by when I don't end up speaking to somebody that that, that that is just part of what they do and who they are, but it's not necessarily a term that others are familiar with. So I'm, I'm always grateful to learn mm. because I think part of conversation is learning. I I wish I was a better listener. I I I work on that. I I I manifest that. I do my best to do that. I do find that sometimes um you know nothing can be worse for your brain than multitasking. You I'm sure would agree. And you know just just stay in the moment. Stay present in the moment. And that's what I'm doing with you because you seem to make that so convenient and easy which leads us to the next pillar, which may be one of my favorite words, which is communication. That means everything to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, It means conversations plus connections, you know, equals community. It's that communication wherever it is. That person Mm -hmm. walking that really cool dog, that person with their little toddler that's just jumping up and down because they're so excited and they're going to get some strawberries. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever it is, I am not opposed speaking to somebody I don't know at mm-hmm. all. What's the worst that will happen? They'll say, oh, you know, I really don't have time for this conversation right now. I can read that. You can read that. If you're a person that will talk to a stranger, you should be able to be able to read when somebody's put that hand up like, God, just go away, would you please? You know, I I recognize that. But so many remarkable communications have happened in my life just because I said, oh, what do you think of those Dodgers? And then it starts a whole conversation. Oh, where do you sit? It's just, it happens with me all the time. I would like to know what you mean when you say communication. When I say communication or speak about it with my private clients or group, Mm -hmm. what I want everyone to understand is that in order for us to trust each other, we build that trust through clear communication. And this is the one of the, if not the most important cornerstone in the foundation of any relationship. Right. I agree. It has to be truthful. Um, Because you know what? If it's not, you're going to always wonder, oh, he's just telling me that, but he doesn't really mean it. You don't want to do that with somebody. When you talk about wellness, what do you mean by that? Taking where you are right now and being more healthy in your body, more at peace with the world around you, and feeling comfortable and safe with where you are physically in the world. Not easy, is it, with the pandemic? This really divided us, hasn't it? 
it's it has been very very confusing for people. I I am so compassionate about it, and that's the next the next right my my fifth uh, pillar absolutely uh, because when we go through experiences and then we're around somebody who's going through it after we've been through it, we are more compassionate. We are mm-hmm. less judgmental. And that I find is so important. This helps us in our communication with ourselves, which can help open up manifestation. This is so important to give ourselves space. And this could be something to unblock ideation and creativity. Compassion is super important in communication because then we are speaking without violence in our communication and compassion to the body. You know, so many people put their job before anything else or they Mm -hmm. put their family before themselves. But when you are in a plane and the oxygen masks drop, what are you told? Put the mask on yourself first before on anyone else. And that is compassion for self. We compassion for the earth around us, you know, just love. Mm -hmm. It's love. Compassion is love. How would you define um, empathy as opposed to sympathy? Empathy is when we are really feeling that compassion. Sympathy is more external. I don't think we're really... Empathy is a full bodily felt sensation of knowing at through all of the senses and their subtle levels, what another is going through, but also sensing that someone's going through something, even if they're not communicating about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it's true. It, you know, you're a wordsmith, and words matter to you. And now that's not to say that everybody's going to have the same definition of the word, whatever the word might be. But honestly, you really only have control over one person, which is yourself. Mm -hmm. And I know when we talk about yoga, and and I I love my class. It's online because of the pandemic. We stopped meeting in the studio. And, And she will say clearly, talking about communication here, that the pose is important. That's not to say that we don't want your body to stretch and to and to keep your body strong. That that there's there's no denying that that's important. However, you may not be able to do a downward facing dog. You may not be able to do a plank or whatever that movement might be. Maybe your balance is off. I know mine is. And but when she talks to us and she guides us and she said, where you are right now is where you are without judgment. And it's so important and it's such an important message, I think, for all of us to hear because some people would say, oh, I would never do yoga. And it's like, and and, and okay, you don't have to, but... May I tell you about my experience? Sometimes they'll say yes, sometimes they'll say no. But if I can just help and and share with another person four square breathing, if you're a singer, you already understand your diaphragm. If you're not, you may not have that kind of bodily understanding of how your diaphragm really holds air. But I I think that because of the pandemic, because of how we're all living, because of for many peace, people they're in isolation, although it's changing. But this has been hard, whether you're a child that isn't with your friends at school because everything is on Zoom, you don't get to play Little League, maybe you do now, whatever that might be. You don't get to go to your dance class, but maybe you do now. Maybe you want to meet a friend for a glass of wine and some dinner outside, maybe you do now. But I think that understanding how our body functions is so important. Would you would you agree with what I've just said? Oh, absolutely. I this has rocked us heavily, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. 
and I actually, when I, I, I address my personal community on the second Thursday evening, Eastern time, USA time. Uh, and so this week I'm the presenter. Sometimes I have guests or we watch a movie or a documentary and talk about it. Uh, mm-hmm. And this week I'm talking about holistic health and surviving the 21st century. So it's a hot topic. Uh coming from my years of experience working as a clinician and also just with myself, uh, we absolutely must stay aware about being kind because of the division that's happening amongst everybody's, you know, points of view. And and I, what I love is I I wish more people would really be able to take in with empathy and mm-hmm. compassion, what people who work on the space stations say, that when they're out there and they're looking down on the earth and they identify where their country is, where mm-hmm. they where they came from, and they are now mm-hmm. floating in a tin can in space, right? Yes, yes. All right, maybe it's steel. But uh, <laughs> there, I was quoting David Bowie, what can I say? And... Yes. Uh, <laughs> And they and I and they say I no longer think of myself as coming from that little spot. I see the entire earth. You know what? I wish, I pray that I I I meditate upon it that we all come to realize we are all one. We are all soulmates to each other. We can be irritation and creative partners in that type of twin flame connection. But that idea of a twin soul that came from the the myth about Zeus being freaked out over over beings that the first humans in the Greek mythologies about you know, that had two heads, four arms and four legs, he split them apart because they freaked him out. And then those twin souls are running around looking for each other. But the division of the earth blows my mind on a mm-hmm. on a daily basis and and is what I hope that we can come to the point of not just loving each other but loving each other through true self love right love your inner child, love all the inner beautiful facets of your being. And then reflect it out. All the relationships that come to you are a result of your projection. Therefore, mm-hmm. be mindful of what you're projecting and roll back to love at every opportunity. You know, you talked the influences that you had from your parents. And <clears throat> a lot of reflecting is going on while you're speaking. And one of the messages that I always got from my mother was, you can't expect somebody else to love you if you don't love yourself first. Mm, that's, and, I, and that yes, that was so I'd like so to just add powerful. a tidbit to that, though. Please. You can, you can only feel and experience the level of love from others to the level that you love yourself. Interesting. Yes. That's very true. I, I mean, it's... It's very true, and, and I'm, you know, I, I told you the jukebox is going. I mean, I heard Michael Jackson singing, you know, we are the world. Um, it's, it's, we are, and we, we are the world, and, and we can make our own private world what it is. My experiences are different than your experiences, are different than somebody else's experiences that are listening to us today. But that's the beauty of a conversation Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of a connection and that is the community it's not necessarily where you live it's who you who you're interested in knowing about they don't need to live here it might be on a subject you had never even thought about maybe you never really thought about astrology it's the one thing i always read every morning And sometimes I go back at the end of the day and I went, hmm, well, that didn't happen exactly like that, but that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I I do love that. I think it's really cool that that you wrote for a paper doing that. And I'm I'm just so incredibly grateful for how your day and my day started out way before this podcast 
you were the well I, I've been speaking to my little Miss Kitty the cat and I don't even think I was speaking to her yet when I was speaking to you early this morning <laughs> um, I feel a bond with you I feel a connection to you and I feel really grateful and I and I don't use that word lightly uh, I mean I, I don't and so I feel very grateful that you have taken the time to spend this hour with me today and share your story with our listeners. It's been sensational. Thank you so much, Marcia, and thank you, everybody, who's listened all the way through. I look forward to visiting me at ambikadevi.com. That's ambikadevi.com. Send me a message. Join my mailing list. Join your, subscribe to your mailing list, and that's one of the things I'll be doing when we hang up because I haven't done it yet myself. But I know that you you have um, other obligations this afternoon, and I want to honor and respect them. And you know, oftentimes I have guests that come back mm-hmm. down the road because maybe you're in the process of writing another book, which would be interesting to know about, and we Three. could talk about. <laughs> are, are you writing a book as we speak? Three, three more. Okay, good. Well, so you know, so in 2023, we'll have to re- reconnoiter, as they say, and um, and see what you've been up to since this conversation today. But Absolutely. for now, I want to wish you the very best. I want to say namaste to you because I know that means something to you. Yes. Um, my yoga st- instructor says, may the light in me honor the light in you. Yes, so that's beautiful. So it is beautiful. So thank you once again, everybody. Have a wonderful week, and I'll be back again next week because guess what? I do this every single week. Have a good week, everybody. Be safe. Be well. Until next time, bye for now.